Welcome to the Cosmic Drag Podcast with Rashina, the homegirl healer, your source for the trillest intuitive coaching and encouragement for black women straight from the universe. Get ready for some real spilling and real healing. Hey, homegirls, it's your girl, Rashaina, the homegirl healer, and this is the Cosmic Drag, honey. We finna pull these cards and let the universe drag us for filth and for healing at the same damn time. So you better secure them edges, girl, before they get cosmically snatched, and let's get into it. So today, I am so excited about this deck that we are using today. This deck is one of my favorites. It's the first deck that I ever bought by a black creator. This deck is the African Goddess Affirmation Cards by Abiola Adams. And I'm so excited. Yes, black girl magic popping. Okay. I'm pressed about this deck. This is the first one I ever bought and I can't wait. I'm so excited to be reading with it. So with all of that, I'm not going to talk y'all to death. I'm just going to tell y'all what time it is. So let's get into this cosmic read. The first card we got today is the goddess of love, Urzuli. And she is, um, what does her message say? I was born this way and I love it. Yes, honey. Let me tell you a little bit about Urzuli. So Urzuli is a family of Lua in the Haitian voodoo spiritual system. Um, and Ezuli is the Lua of love and women. And each of the aspects of Urzuli have their own individual aspects that they are guardians of. And so Ursula is often described as sisters of the same family or as multiple personalities or aspects of one spirit. It's been said that Ursula traveled from Africa to Haiti and the trauma and the pain of slavery caused her to split herself into multiple aspects and to the multiple aspects that she manifests as. And so when we're talking about this Lua, the two most well-known aspects of Ursula are Ursuli Frida Dahomey and Ursuli Dantor. So Ursuli Frida is the Rada aspect of Ursuli, and she is the Lua of beauty, jewelry, dancing, luxury, and flowers. And Ursuli Dantor is the Petro aspect of Ursuli, and she is the protector of women and children, especially those who have been abused. She is also the Lua of sex, jealousy, and passion, and she also fought in the Haitian Revolution. And there's actually more to that story and more aspects of Ursula, so I'm going to leave that to y'all to do the research, child, because I am not an expert. So if I got something wrong, I certainly didn't mean it, but definitely do your research and get into it because we definitely need to understand more about the iterations of goddess that look like us. A lot of times we worried about everybody else's pantheons and everybody else's goddesses and black women. I'm telling you to look into your own. And so this is really just to get you a little bit of information, but definitely do your research because I was so, so drawn in and so intrigued by all the things that I learned doing research about Ursula. So what is so, what I love the most about this card and the fact that it came up is that what I learned and what I've read, it taught me that you don't have to be perfect to be worthy of love or to be the embodiment of love. You just have to be yourself, be Don't be new to yourself, be true to yourself, and you still are worthy of love. So I'm so excited that that card came up 
in the reading. It's so awesome. And yes, I love it. So definitely do your research, child. Learn some more about Ursula. Get into it. So the second card we got popping today is the Goddess of Dreams. And this card is Yai, the Australian Aboriginal Goddess of Creation. So again, like I said, child, I'm not a dictionary. I'm not an expert. I'm doing my best, but hopefully I'm giving right pronunciations and giving um, accurate information because, like I said, I did my research, so I'm doing my best. But basically, Yai is a solar deity, and she is the goddess of light and creation of the Aboriginal Australian people. And we're talking about the ones that got the skin and the melanin like you and me, not some of the other uh, bullshit that we have seen if you've done research about modern aboriginals but i'm gonna shut the fuck up don't get me started but basically there is such a really beautiful story about creation that is directly attributed to yai so basically yai was sleep in what the aboriginal people refer to as the dream time do your research and she was awoken by biome the sky god or the great spirit by him whispering in her ear and so when she opened her eyes, she shined a light on the whole world. So she ended up coming down to earth and she walked in every direction. In every direction she walked in, every part of the earth that her feet touched was out here popping with, with plants and trees and vegetation. It just all sprung up. Everything she touched just turned into life, honey. And so basically, as she's doing all of this, she wanted to be able to create beings that could dance on Earth. So she started creating insects and all of that. She also created all kinds of animals and wildlife child. She just basically made our Earth what it is today without all of the pollution and fuck shit from humans and our overconsumption of every fucking thing. And so once she was done with all of that, she blessed the Earth with the changing of the seasons and she was like, okay, basically, y'all, my work here is done. I'm sitting in light and love. I'm headed back to my place. I'll see y'all at some point, maybe never in the future, because she did not intend to come back. And so she transformed into a ball of light in the sky, and that created the first dawn and dusk. And so she promised all of her creations on earth that she would always return to them every day. And so she is the reason why we have daylight and night, according to the legend. And by returning, not physically coming back to earth, but being the sun in the sky that wakes us up and gives life to everything. And then she's going back to her business overnight. So, you know, y'all got to figure it out till she comes back. But basically, they would see her every single day. And so Yah returned to dream time, not expecting to have to come back to earth at all. She didn't for millions of years. She began to hear the pleas of her creations on earth. So she returned to see, you know, what the fuck is going on down here? And so basically, child, anatomy was not Yah's ministry, okay? She did her best, but anatomy was not her ministry. So some of the like animals and plants and insects, well, not plants, but some of the animals and insects that she created were missing legs and feet and wings and all of the shit that they need to be able to move around in the world. And so basically, she granted each creation their wish on the like appendages and abilities and things that they wanted. So basically, child, bats got wings kangaroos wanted to fly so that's why them niggas hop so high the the fish got fins and platypuses wanted a little bit of everything and so that's why we got these weird looking ass platypuses i know i'm not saying that right but whatever child i am not nat geo or the encyclopedia but basically 
the platypus is wanted a little bit of everything. So that's why they look like they got, and she gave them what they wanted. And so once she returned to her place in the sky, her work was done. She got everybody what they wanted and what they needed to thrive and succeed. And she noticed basically there was a stranger in her house. I can't sing, but we're to my girl Tamia anyway. So she noticed that there was a stranger in her house, honey, and that stranger was a man. And so she noticed that basically the other creations wasn't really rocking with him too tough, obviously, child. Okay, because whatever, girl, but y'all get it, ladies. But anyway, she noticed that the man, none of the other creations was really fucking with him too heavy. And so she decided that, you know what? This nigga needs a companion too. And so she basically focused all of her energy on a flower, a very beautiful flower. And so the man and the animals and all of the creations watched in amazement as Yah turned that flower into a woman, honey. So first of all, if we are diving into that story, women, oh my gosh, how amazing. First of all, we came from a woman, got our name from our woman, and our game from a woman, child. Like literally she created women from flowers. Oh my God, I can't. I can't. That is such the best story. But anyway, the real point of this of this particular card and why I love that it came up so much is that it it's a reminder that mistakes can be corrected and they don't have to take away from the majesty of the creation or the creator. And when I say creator, honey, I'm talking about you. Even we all make mistakes, but mistakes don't have to be forever, especially if you are accountable and you can own up to what you did. And if you can correct them, correct them. And if you can correct yourself going forward, do that too. But that does not take away from the beautiful flower that you are, that Yah created you to be. So third card in the, in the deck. I'm so excited about this one. We got goddess of war, Shekmet, which is a Kemetic goddess. And Shekmet is a solar deity, a warrior goddess, and is the lady of many names, honey. Her name translates to the powerful one or she who is powerful. She is also known as the eye of Ra, who is considered to, who is her father, as she is the, the destroyer of his enemies. Shakmet did not come to play and she will fuck all of your shit up, bitch. Okay, period. So don't play yourself or play her. She is also known as the lady of pestilence, but she is also considered a goddess of healing. So first of all, let's get into balance how important balance is because her being a lady of pestilence she could if she decided that there was going to be some kind of plague and disease on these people at this moment because they got her fucked up and they got her people fucked up that she's representing that could happen but she also had what it took to clear up everything so she is out here being the cause and the cure look at that power and that balance and so she embodies both creation and destruction because she is the protector of Mayat, who is also, because she's also known as one, the one who loves Mayat and who detests evil. So we know that Mayat is balanced. If you know a little bit about the Kemetic um, pantheon, you know that Mayat is all about balance. Like I said before, do your research, child, get into it because it's amazing. And so basically, it has been said that her breath, just her breath, created the desert and she is likened to the heat of the midday sun. I don't know about y'all, but I will tell a quick story. I went to Cancun one summer and 
I'm out here thinking my black girl magic is enough to repel the sun and I didn't need no fucking sunscreen. And 3 a.m. in the morning, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, had to get towels and run them in cold water and put them on my back because the fucking blanket I was sleeping under was stuck to my back because I was that burnt up. I did have the most amazing golden tan that whole summer into the fall, and I miss it so much, but that is how hot the sun is out here being. So that story is to let you know y'all is not fucking with no checkmate, okay? So don't play yourself. Another thing that is really interesting about her is that red is her color, and it represents her bloodlust. And so let me tell you a story about that, um, which I love so much. So basically, the people on Earth was wilding out, doing too goddamn much, so Ross sent Shekmet down to get everybody the fuck information. So she went bananas. She is killing everything in sight, fucking up everybody in sight. Y'all done played too much, and she getting it in check. And it was to the point that Raw was like, oh, my goodness, this has gone way too far. I can't even get her to calm down because he was trying to be like, okay, okay, baby girl, just bring it down a little bit. She's like, no, I'm not done fucking everything up. So basically he had to get the people on Earth to pour pomegranate juice and beer into the Nile River because the blood would attract her. She would think it was blood and start drinking it. It basically got her drunk and knocked her out for a couple of days. And when she woke up, she was in a much calmer state. And the bloodlust was calm and she was done with, on her rampage. And so to me, what I got from this card and everything that I was researching and reading about Shekmet is that you it's so important to fight for what you believe in fiercely, but also be fiercely strategic in what you're doing. And remember that the only limitation is you. If Shaq met, the only thing that limited her was wanting to drink that damn blood. If she didn't give a fuck about that and she kept going, she was the only one who could stop her, right? So be strategic with your shit, but also you're the only one that can limit you. And with that, child, let's get into this cosmic drag because I feel like, woo, this is going to be a good one. The first thing I want you to know, if you don't hear nothing else I said today, is you better stop being scared to be a bad bitch. You better embrace the fullness of your femininity. Become one with the power of your fire. It is so important that we understand our fire can destroy, but it can also create warmth. But you got to be in control of that. Become one with your fire. Light up everywhere you go. You all up in the light and you also neglect to address your shadow self because again, balance. Yes, we get to be light and yes, we get to amazing, but sometimes we got to wreck shit and it's okay. It is okay to be in the light and it's okay to be in touch with your shadow self too. learn to bring the balance and be your whole self no matter what. Be okay with being the beginning the end and everything in between of whatever is going on with you. Be okay with being the all in your life. And remember that womanhood is a range of things and we get to be all the aspects we want to be. And we don't have to be any of the aspects that society says that we have to be, to be whole women. Fuck that shit. Do you, you are your own iteration of womanhood. Whatever you decide it is, that is what the fuck it is. Be good with that. Define your motherfucking self because you don't have to fit neatly into no box. Fuck that box. You are too great and too powerful. You come from a stock that is too balling to be giving a fuck about no damn box. Don't let yourself be boxed in. 
Understand the power of your love and give it wisely. Understand the power of your light and shine it wisely. Understand the power of your creativity and use it wisely. Understand the power of your anger and wield it wisely. Know who you are, every aspect of who you are, and embrace them. When it is time to be light and love, be light and love. And when it's time to be strong and fierce and erect shit, do what you got to do. But do you above all. I want you to know that you are a goddess, goddess. You are literally the universe. Black woman, you are the universe, the cosmos in human form. You are the sun and the moon. You are the fire and the water. You are the earth and the sky. You are the blade and the bomb. Remember that no matter what has happened to you, what has planted seeds of anger and rage in you, you are still a beautiful and delicate flower, baby girl. Don't forget that. And with that, let's get into the journaling prompt for the week. I want you to ruminate on what you've heard about these goddesses today. And I want you to do your own research on them as well. Like I told you earlier, child, because I'm not a goddamn encyclopedia. I'm just the bitch that likes to read. Do your research. And I want you to consider, are there any aspects of them that mirror aspects of you? If so, how so? Are there any aspects of them that you would like to embody? And if the answer is yes, I want you to really process that. And I want you to get to the bottom of how you will achieve that, how you will begin to incorporate those aspects into yourself. Okay. You already know before we hit the dough, let's get into this galactic gold. And the mantra for the week is I love myself radically and believe in myself fiercely. I love myself radically and believe in myself fiercely. I love myself radically and believe in myself fiercely. And with that, you already know what time it is. It's time to bless and release you to go be your best balling badass self for the rest of the week. Before we go, I just want to remind you to check out my website, www.thehomegirlhealer.com to see what classes and events I have popping because there are things popping, big things popping for sure. Definitely get into it. And if you happen to see uh, any decks that are by black creators, I'm so excited. I love them. Send them my way on social media. And while you're there, tell me how you feel about the galactic goal of this week, how it made you feel. Tell me what kind of things that you discovered over the course of your journaling um, about what we discussed on the episode this week. And I certainly will be sharing the same child. Cause you know, I always got something to say. And with that, I want you to know that I love you so much. I can't wait for next Monday to kick it with you, girl. So be there or be square. And with that, peace, y'all. Thank you for listening to The Cosmic Drag with the homegirl healer. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and connect with the homegirl healer on social media so you always know what time it is. Follow Rashina at the Home Girl Healer on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube and at The Home Girl Healer on Twitter and Clubhouse. And share this podcast with anyone you know who could use a good dragon from the universe.